If you're ready to say goodbye to being a boss babe or hustling 24-7, welcome to Life in Business. This is the podcast for women just like you who want an easy and effective way to grow your business that's built around genuine work-life balance, not growing a million-pound empire. I'm your podcast host, Libby Langley, award-winning business coach and Amazon best-selling author, known as the queen of easy business because of my sensible and easy-to-implement ways to earn more by doing less. In Life in Business, I share with you how to make small but effective tweaks, how to be confident in your business decisions, and how to make a healthy and guilt-free profit doing exactly what you love the most without working 14 hours a day. Get ready to make your dreams a reality. Here's this week's episode. Hi, this is a bit of a different one for today. This is a kind of personal episode for me, as well as giving some hopefully useful business advice and guidance to you. Today, I want to talk about running a business with ADHD and autism. And like I say, a bit of a personal one for me, this, so uh, bear with. I suspected that I had ADHD uh, in 2021, I think, probably 18 months or so ago. I'd Um, in the various business communities that I'm in, there were a lot of people who were being diagnosed or or self-diagnosing. And the more I started reading about it, I'm like, yep, yep, yep. (laughs) So, um, you know, I kind of felt pretty comfortable with with the fact that I I had ADHD and didn't progress it onto an official diagnosis because I didn't really feel that it mattered much to me. And then in when, I forget, February, March 2023, I went to a a talk in Sheffield about ADHD. And I was there and talking to, because of course you do, right? (laughs) You talk to the people next to you at these events. And talking about ADHD and talking about autism. And the woman next to me was great, really super helpful. And gave me some some, uh, kind of online quizzes, not just, you know, what kind of potato are you, but proper uh, diagnostic tools for autism. She said she'd just been diagnosed as had her husband, as well as both having, I think she's got ADHD, he didn't, but anyway. So I did these online assessments and I scored pretty highly. So I decided to go down the route of having a, a, a formal assessment for autism because I don't know you know all sorts of mixed emotions about it really like I'd say super comfortable with ADHD but autism felt a bit different but strongly identified with everything um and doing these assessments just I mean it was yeah (laughs) there wasn't really much room for for doubt so I had my private assessment and sure enough diagnosed so it was quite a lot to kind of come to terms with really because I mean I'm 48 right I know, believe it or not. Oh, I've also been reading stuff about how uh, people with autism often look younger than other people, but I think that's a bit of bias from the (laughs) autistic community there, but there you go. But yeah, to get this point, to this point in life and kind of know you've been struggling, always been struggling just with life, but assuming either that everybody else struggles too or that that's just, you know, I don't know, that just kind of is the way, it's not understanding why. And that's really kind of difficult sometimes to to get your head around. I mean, I've certainly found it quite difficult. It was like a shit 
now I know why I feel like this and feel like this and do this and do that. And you start to realise what kind of a web you've woven for your in your life for your life right which I find fascinating it's been um uh, all sorts of a range a range of emotions kind of coming to terms with all this so you know I've been through the whole shame cycle the grief cycle the disappointment that nobody realized or yeah nobody realized and I kind of had to do all this myself and now just right so accepting myself loving myself and realizing how it's shaped the business owner certainly that I am now and how it influences how I help my clients and many if not all thinking about it of my clients because I work one-to-one with clients so I get to know them you know kind of quite deeply really and we talk about a lot of a lot of stuff because there's a lot of stuff that goes into running a business and I would say many if not all of my clients feel that they are neurodivergent too especially ADHD and you might be nodding along wondering you know you've seen a few memes online and you're like yeah that's me too this is a great way to kind of just identify you know it's okay to do it like that so I thought that an episode about what it's like and how to make it easier if you identify with any of this stuff that I'm that I'm saying yeah self-diagnosis is absolutely fine it you don't need to get officially diagnosed unless you want to. Like I say, I'm not um, officially diagnosed as ADHD, but I'm pretty damn certain that I have it too. But for me, the kind of um, autism was was something I really I needed to find more out about. So um, that's why I went to a to a professional. So there's lots of routes you can take, but um, I'm not an expert in this, so I'm not giving any clinical advice whatsoever. That's for a psychiatrist or a trained professional to to do for you. So um, small print over with. Let me talk you through it. So I thought it would be helpful to talk about some things that I struggle with. And I'm kind of laying myself a bit bare here. And I am slightly uncomfortable with it because my job as a business coach is to support you in along the journey that you want to take and in improving yourself and your business. Right. And whilst I do share my failures and my story quite openly, actually sharing kind of struggles, I do have a bit of a conflict with because I'm supposed to be the infallible one at the front, right? And I'm not always that person. Uh, I'm, I'm not at all. You ask, if you ask my husband, then, um, you know, 80% vegetables <laughs> in a loving and supportive way. You know. But um, so things that I, that I struggle with that you might too. And also, ways around them okay absolutely ways around them because I have many ways around many things and like I said this is kind of how how I help my clients right everything everything is a sort of shortcut to how to unscramble your head yeah because if you've got if you, if you are neurodivergent then your head is scrambled a lot of the time and you're thinking about a lot of things and you're trying to deal with a lot of things and you're trying to cope with a lot of things and then the builders opposite put their radio on and everything's scuppered you know I mean it's it's stuff like that that certainly for me can kind of derail me a a bit And and I don't talk about this stuff but to me this is my this is my norm and so I am I'm learning for sure that for everything that I do, there's like a hundred thought processes or a hundred steps in it. And when I talk to my husband, he's like, yeah, no, you just do the thing. And I'm like, whoa, no, you don't. Okay, what about this, 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 this? <laughs> and so it's quite useful to have someone um, 
who is a really understanding and b kind of thinks differently or his brain is wired differently as a, as a sounding board so there you see went off on a tangent then this is what happens so things that can be a struggle and yeah I'm just showing this open and honestly and and if I don't know will there be repercussions negative repercussions possibly but then I suppose if someone doesn't accept me for who I am um a whatever you know and (laughs) b they're never going to work with me anyway anyway or want to read my book or anything like that so so I guess it doesn't matter so for me it's important to kind of share all this and hopefully it will help you So the number one thing that I kind of struggle with and um, can kind of put me off my track and mean a whole day is bloody wasted sometimes is not having a plan. Not having a plan of what's going to happen and what I'm going to do. And this can lead to procrastination and sometimes negative self-talk too because you know you should be doing the thing and you're not doing the thing. And I know certainly with my clients, I spend quite a lot of time with them supporting them in just getting stuff done and it's not that anybody is lazy it's just that there is an underlying reason that these things can't just get done you know the temperature's got to be right or whatever it is or the radio is not going to be on opposite it's it's that kind of stuff yeah that that it's so much more nuanced than just get on and do it. It it kind of doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work like that. And I fully understand that it doesn't work like that. And I'm understanding that more. And certainly I feel going through this process, I am being more supportive to my clients and trying to find out kind of what else is going, what else is going on. Yeah. So having a plan is really useful. Procrastination and negative self-talk is not. And also as a kind of side point on that, um, when things are planned and then they don't work, that can take a moment to just readjust to, right? So for example, I've written out the plan of what I was going to talk about today, get ready to record it because it's planned, yeah, that I do this today and my recording software didn't work. So, so I deleted it, reinstalled it, didn't work. And I mean, of course, I turned my computer off and on again. Um, and then now here we are. Hello, all works perfectly. But there is that moment of utter, uh, what, panic? I don't really know what the emotion is, but just I'm prepared for doing the thing and then I can't do the thing because it's not working. And, and it just... I think it just is a case of kind of acknowledging that that's a moment, it will pass, deep breath, okay, what do I need to do? Right, here are the solutions. Uninstall it, reinstall it, turn the computer off, turn the computer on, fixed. Super simply, no meltdown needed. Um, and and this is kind of, this is what I'm really good at, I think, with my, with my clients particularly, and I'm getting better at with myself, is just this, right... Let's take a moment. I remember a friend of mine a few years ago. Um, we used to be in a book club together. I don't know how long ago this was, but a few years. And we were just all sitting around there and I just went, Phew. and she said, you all right? And I said, yeah, just doing a personal regroup, which became a kind of, it was a bit of a joke. You know, it became a kind of joke amongst us. And actually what I realise now is that th- that's exactly what I was doing. I was just having a moment to kind of sort my head out And these are the kind of things that are so important and are so um, 
yeah, kind of easy to implement, but it's about being self-aware and taking that moment, re- noticing what's happening, and then just taking a moment to go, right, here we go, I'm all right now. So to provide a solution for not having a plan, I mean, have a plan, right? But more specifically than that, time blocking and sticking to it religiously is the best thing I have done. So my it's quite regimented now, my diary, my calendar, and it kind of has to be. So Mondays is for recording podcasts, Monday morning. Wednesday morning is for approving the podcast and doing my Thursday email. And that, that kind of gets stuck to religiously. So today, it's Monday where I'm recording this. And this episode will come out in a few weeks' time from, from when I'm recording. But I've had two messages from people wanting information from me because I'm speaking at their events. And two other people have sent me emails that need replies to. And some messages on Instagram. And my immediate reaction to these is, right, I want to respond to them all now. So what I've had to do and what I'm getting better at implementing and what I hope that you will be able to do too is just put your phone down. I don't need to reply to these now. I can reply to these later once I've done the thing that I need to do today. And the thing I need to do today is record a couple of podcast episodes. And honestly, it is, you feel so like super clever when you actually do the things that you're going to do. But it does take a bit of discipline and it does take um, a bit of a bit of kind of structure and strictness on yourself. And once you get kind of more into the habit of doing that, then I won't say it's easy because the tendency is always to go off down a rabbit hole, right? But you become more aware of what you're doing. Therefore, it becomes easier for your business, um, yeah, for your business to kind of to survive and thrive, which is obviously, as you know, what I help my um, what I help my clients do. So another thing is sometimes going off on a tangent, the shiny object syndrome, the rabbit holes, and that can lead to mixed messages and confusion in your marketing and make it hard for people to buy from you because they don't really know what they're buying anymore because you're offering this and this and oh now I do this, and that stuff is is so um, particularly kind of with the ADHD. ADHD side that it's so challenging sometimes that that you do need to be aware that you're doing it so what I do well just to say some of my clients one of my clients she sent me an email to say right these are the ones I want think to want to focus on she sent me a list of 10 things I'm like these are not that's not a focus there's 10 things there we need one maybe two that's what we focus on so it's that it's that kind of thing right again you might be kind of nodding along there but the, the way around this is to have really clear goals, to have a really clear message, write it on a bloody post-it note and stick it on your computer, you know, and then kind of check with yourself that what you're doing, everything you're doing is according to that plan, yeah, according to what you've decided that you want to do. And if it's not, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, okay? You don't, you don't need a side project, you don't need 20 different offers, you need one thing and you need to just keep talking about that, so... And then if you want to expand, you know, if you're bored with that or whatever might be going on, then write a book, start a podcast. Yeah, but you talk about the same thing. And believe you me, there is a lot that you can talk about (laughs) on one core message for sure. Another thing is doom scrolling on social media. I mean, we all do it. And before you know it, it can take up hours of your time. Okay, the scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Now, this is not necessarily scrolling looking for answers um if you do that then i've got a freebie that would be useful for you so go to 
libbylangley.com slash resources and find stop scrolling for answers but I don't mean that what I mean is just oh I'll just have a look at I'll just look on Instagram and then before you know it it's an hour later and well that's not what you meant to do this stuff it can kind of lead to um well it can take up hours and it's really kind of productive and it's just Oh, I don't know. It can make you think you need to be something else because so-and-so is doing this and you're not doing this and all of that kind of stuff, right? So a uh, solution to that is, A, don't open social media. But actually what I've done is I've unfollowed loads of people, right? So I don't follow very many people who are in a similar space to me because, I don't know, I'm not, it doesn't, it doesn't serve me well to see what they're sharing and what they're doing at all. So I've made my social media, um, particularly my Instagram, a place where I follow people. I'm genuinely interested in what they're doing. And that can sometimes be miles away from work. I follow a lot of Michelin star restaurants because it's something I'm really interested in. And lots of cat memes and now lots of neurodiversity stuff. So, so follow people that you're genuinely interested in and like, and then there's kind of less um, uh, distraction there. And you can make more friends because you can bond with people over the thing that you're interested in. And rather than it always being kind of about work, because if you like someone, you're more likely to work with them and they're more likely to work with you yeah, if you resonate with each with each other. So there's a suggestion there. Another thing is (laughs) endless screenshots of useful stuff. Hands up who has a phone full of screenshots of things that they must save because they're so useful. (laughs) Yeah, well, they're not useful, are they? Um, Because if you look at them next week, you won't know what the bloody hell they are. (laughs) So um, when you go to do a screenshot, say to yourself, is this actually going to be helpful? And if it is, perhaps just write the idea down in your own words in a to-do list or however you, you know, coordinate your tasks like that. And if you're not, just scroll on by and just forget about it. Just like the post and forget about it. But if you have a problem with kind of digital clutter and all of that, then episode 24 will be quite useful for you. Um, Episode 24 of this podcast has got a lot about decluttering in it, particularly the digital side of things. So that that will be helpful. And again, looking back... I can now see that it's absolutely a neurodivergent guide to having a phone, a computer um, and stuff. So it's quite quite an interesting one to revisit. And (laughs) another thing that I really struggle with is writing notes that I can't read. So my brain works 100 times faster than my hand and if you could see what I'm looking at now, the notes for this, because I, I handwrite a lot of stuff, actually, um, because if if I need to remember something, I handwrite it, uh, because often if it goes into my computer, it gets lost in a file forever. So all my client notes are handwritten and they're in a folder. I'm really old school about some stuff, but it works for me. I, digital files, you know, there's loads of them, but, but I it's like saved and I've forgotten about it. So that's how my brain works. And your brain might be the same. So if you need to remember something, write it down. Post-it notes are my best friend because I can write something down. I can do it. I can throw that away. It's To me, it's, it's a system that's worked for about 30 years and will continue to work, I'm sure. 
But writing stuff down that I can't read. So the notes for this podcast, um, it, it's really difficult for me to read. I mean, luckily, I am quite good at reading my own scribble and I get the gist of, of what I mean. But it, but it is, that is quite challenging. It's because when you are neurodivergent, your brain often works faster than your, than your hand. And so, you, you know, maybe you miss words out and you, it becomes uh, illegible. And that's kind of OK. You know, just accept that it's that it's OK and don't ever write notes for anybody else. I think that's kind of the the simplest lesson there, really. But so for me, there are a million different ways that I struggle with stuff and two million probably ways that measures that I put into place to try and to make life easier and to make being in business with ADHD and autism easier. And I know that one of the, this is kind of why I'm coming out with this to you, because it's okay for us to talk about this. It's okay to know that we are neurodivergent, not neurotypical. And it's okay for us to know that the world is not set up for us. And so we have to make adaptations. And, you know, and I'm really kind of proud of the fact that I guess this is this is how I've built my business and this is why I've ended up here because of my own ways of having to cope with things and having to deal with things. And my book, like I said, my, my book and this podcast are guides for people whose brains work a little bit like mine. Um, and I didn't realise at that at the time. I didn't realise that I've been in business, what, 12 years this year? And I didn't realise that every time I spoke about stuff and every person I've helped, I've helped over 6,000 people in that time. It's been from a, right, this is the quickest and simplest way to do this. You do not need to get distracted by anything else. No, don't need to do that. And I sometimes don't even give much more explanation than that. A client said to me recently, um, actually the client who sent me the list of 10 things she wanted to focus on. And she said she came on a workshop I ran oh, years ago. That's how we first met. And she said that one of the things that she remembered about me was we were talking about social media. And she said, now, do I need to be on Twitter? And I just said to her, I said, no, no, you don't. And then kind of moved on. And, you know, there was we kind, of, we kind of laughed because I said, well, there's nothing and you don't need to do it. You asked if you need to do it. And the answer is no, you don't. Um, and then we carried on talking about whatever the course was about. And she said she'd never forgotten that. And now she's, she's working with me now all these years later. She'd never forgotten it because it was just straight to the point, just gave the answer. There was no messing about. And, and I realised that that when I've been told that I'm blunt and to the point over the years, whilst at the time it's kind of upsetting, I realised that actually it is, a, it is a good thing because it just gets, it gets everybody where they want to go more quickly. And so I can't change that. So I'm choosing to embrace it and I'm choosing to embrace, oh my God, I'm going to get upset. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. It's gone. I'm choosing to embrace and accept how I am and how my brain is and focus on the brilliant work that it can that it can do and the strategies it does come up with that are left field sometimes, but they work. And my clients will tell you that they work. And yeah, streamlining, efficiency, organisation, but efficient. That's, that's kind of what I specialise in with people. And the net result is often that they work a day less a week and they earn more money for less work. And so I love that. I love being able to give that to people and I love being able, 
able to help people with that. And if it's my ADHD and autism that fuels that and gives me that that ability to be able to help people with that, then I'm super thankful that this is the way my brain is. So thank you very much today. I say this was um, this was a really personal one and. Yeah, it means a lot that you've you've listened. And I'd, I really would love, I say every week that I'd love to hear from you, but I genuinely would love to hear from you to see what you think, to know what you kind of feel, what you're going through. And just to remind you that we all struggle, right? And some of us struggle more than others. Despite how shiny and polished we look on Instagram, underneath there's a lot of shit going on often and a lot of things to deal with and that's all okay and sharing these vulnerabilities and getting straight in with the personal stuff actually just makes it so much easier to get the solutions that you want so a client of mine she said um oh I don't want to share everything with you and I'm like seriously mate it's fine (laughs) and and so she did she told me kind of kind of what was going on and it just made it so much more easy for me to help her because once you kind of know what people are really feeling and really thinking, then you can give the guidance, the support, the suggestions, the strategies that they actually need rather than, you know, keeping it all surface level. I don't really like surface level. It's like small talk. I'm not interested in that. I would much rather know what your innermost fears are or innermost um, dreams are. And then we can talk about that because that's way more interesting than all the boring stuff. (laughs) people's you know they've kind of fannying about with the top level stuff it it, it, let's get to the nitty-gritty so that's kind of me um thank you for listening and if you think that my support would be useful to you to help you be more efficient and effective and earn more money in your business then Instagram is the best place to get hold of me, um, at Libby Langley. But you can also find me on LinkedIn if that's your place. Um, Just search for Libby Langley there or email me or whatever you want to do. Um, You just search for Libby Langley and you'll find me. So (laughs) luckily I've got a name that not many people have. So yeah, but yeah, thank you. This has been a bit of a weird one for me and I feel slightly uncomfortable, but actually slightly relieved for having shared it. So here is to all my fabulous listeners. That's you. Especially those who are, have been nodding along with what I've said today. And hopefully the a few strategies that I've given you here will be will be helpful for you. So Lots of love and thank you very much as ever and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Life in Business. Please make sure that you subscribe or follow so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you enjoyed today's show, please leave a review as it helps others to find the podcast and spread the word that there's an easier way to do business. If you want to chat with me about today's episode or suggest a topic for the future, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at Libby Langley. See you next week.